Welcome to Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show, presented by TheIndieRadio.com, with your hosts, Kente and Mosaic. This program hosts a weekly panel of men and women who discuss topics such as dating, the workplace, family, spirituality, cheating, and of course, sex. Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, this show is simulcasted live audio and video between Facebook and YouTube, which allows listeners all over the world to gather together to tackle challenging relationship issues. And now here is your host, Mosaic and Kente. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. This is episode number 198. And I'm so happy to be with you fine people today. And I'm joined by the one and only, the beautiful, the talented, Mosaic. How you doing, Mosaic? I'm good. How are you guys? You know, Mosaic, before we get this show started just mm-hmm. just tell people what it's like to be you what, what is that like how is it how's it to be like one of the coolest people around you know oh. like what's that like what's that like wow uh <laughs> even though I'm, i i do believe that i am pretty awesome mm-hmm. but oh it's a lot being me honey I'm, i've been running around it's a, something new every day <laughs> But, you know, all is well. Life is good. Everything is happening as it should. Um, I I just love life. I just enjoy life. I love helping people, especially my children. You know, I got to take care of the children. But that's about me in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> well, you know what? I respect that and I respect you. And I'm so glad that you are here. And uh, we're going to have a great show today. So let's get in straight into our panel. We'll start off with one of our returning champs. It's the one and only Tori Rush. How you doing, Tori? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Tough conversations. This should be interesting. Yes, we're gonna <laughs> have some. We're gonna have some tough conversations, and I'm glad that you're joining us. Um, also, uh, we have uh, returning Kaya. How you doing, Kaya? Doing great. Trying to beat the heat. Yes, it is. It's pretty hot. We're, we're both in uh you know california so it it was hot here and uh but you know what the, the show will be hot and the weather will be hot as well so it's good <laughs> and another returning champ is dr amira how you doing dr amira i'm doing wonderfully blessed <laughs> all right all right all right how you been i'm okay everything's been uh copacetic in the in this hot heat in the um hot uh Kentucky, like my tongue is on fire on the ground. But hey, whatever. And you do you have a new grandbaby? Mm, well, since the last time I talked to you, yeah, she's one. Um, however, I have an actual son. I have a six year old. Oh wow! All right, congratulations. Well, thank you. All right, all right. And uh, joining us is another returning champ, Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? What's going on, Ryan? How's it going with you? Pretty good. Pretty good. And let me get some business out the way first. Um, yesterday on the 12th was my older, I'm the youngest, so everybody's older. Uh, my brother, John, it was his birthday. Uh, he's 10 years older than me, so y'all can do the math. Uh <laughs> 
And today is his son's birthday. Um, so their birthday is on the 12th and the 13th, uh, Thomas. So happy birthday to Thomas as well. So, um, you know, I, I want to give them a, a shout out uh, before we get on with the show. All right. Um, and uh, shout out to Cher in the audience, too. All right. So, so the name of this episode is called uh, Tough Co Conversations, Difficult Conversations. And sometimes in life, you need to be sat down by somebody you love and you care about and, you know, and really have someone tell you something that maybe you don't want to hear or, or definitely that you need to hear. And then there's also many of times where you have to do that yourself with someone you love. And, you know, we're going to talk about different scenarios and different things that um, may come up. Uh, I think a good place to start at is. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I, sorry, I think I, I'm coming down. Smoking a little trees before the show, huh? So you were smoking them trees before the show, huh? I, you would think, right? That's what uh, what's going on. Uh, someone needs to have a conversation about me uh, stopping. You know. I mean, were you in California? So getting high, but no, no, it's not that. It's, it's not that. Okay, so um, let's talk about in relationships, having to have a tough conversation with someone that you love. Um, and we will start off. We'll start off with you, Dr. Amira. Um, you've been married for quite a while, right? Long enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> have you ever, I mean, without getting too personal, have you ever had to, you know, we, we've always hear that trope about, Hey, honey, we need to talk, you know, which is like, you know, as, when, when you hear that as a guy, you're like, oh, Jesus, it's, like, <laughs> it's never we need to talk. You're, you're, you're just a great husband or boyfriend or whatever. It's always some things we need to improve. I, about I said it like I switched it up. So we'll go ahead. Oh, OK. All right. So have you ever had to if if not, if not, um. Uh, you know, without getting too specific, uh, or or maybe before your husband ever have to have that conversation where we need to talk about something that's not working for you, and and how do you broach? How do you do that in a way that you feel like it would be receptive in in well, the relationship? Well, first, I'm a Taurus, and he is a Leo, so they have large egos. First of all, and I oh, really, now I know. Now, I, I must say, now I know a lot of people may be listening to the show and they're like, well, I'm a Leo and I don't have a big ego. You a lie because you, you lie to yourself. <laughs> you a liar. So, that, so let's get that out the way. Okay. So with that said is, of course I have. I just tell him. I just, you know, I try to say it as nice as I can because um, he's still a great husband for me, right? He's still doing what he's supposed to do because if he wasn't, he'd be out of here, right? <laughs> Um, secondly, uh, so why would I say something, you know, to try to uh, demean him and make him feel less than, uh, no more than I want to be talked to like that. So I just try to say it in the best way possible. Uh, but sometimes even in saying something in the best way, um, you know, sometimes with a Leo, they might not hear you up front. 
and it may take them a couple of days. Sometimes it may take them two hours, two hours to, to a week to really get the concept, to really understand what you're saying and really try to revisit what they're saying, what you're saying. And sometimes they try to have a rebuttal or something because they kind of tick for tap. Um, so what has, what has to happen with that Leo, I just kind of let him process. I don't just keep badgering down and badgering down. Um, I allow him to process it and, and get it through. And once he comes to, and I mean, come to once his ego is lowered, right? Cause he has a large ego with his little big self. I love him though. <laughs> <laughs> once he gets done with that ego, I chill. And I wait for him to come and we talk about it. We go from there and we, we make some changes, necessary changes, just like I have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about you, Kaya? I mean, are you is that something that you're comfortable doing in, in the space of relationships? Is, I mean, is uh, having those tough conversations where, you know, there's something you're not happy with and you want to change? I'm a little hesitant. Uh, having those tough conversations. And I am a Leo, by the way. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I do have to say, um, you know, this will be, this will be, let's see, I'm 42. I've had two very long-term, long, long-term relationships. And I've dated on and off since I separated from the kid's dad like seven years ago. Um, so there's a lot of growth in me as a human being that occurred and a lot of humbling. Um, so I, I like to think that my ego is pretty in check. And if anything, I find myself constantly telling my current partner, please call me out on stuff. Like if there's something that bothers you, something you don't like, or something that we need to discuss, like, tell me. And he's been great about saying, hey, can we have a conversation? So in this case, it's been him bringing up and saying, hey, can we talk? Uh, where I've been the one that's kind of like taking the back seat and just said, I'm okay, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm not one to necessarily be like, oh, I got to get in their face and tell them they're doing something wrong. I usually go inward first. So I look at why is this bothering me? Why is this stressing me? So I look at the why inside first before I speak to my partner about anything. So. Okay. What about you, Tori? Uh, are, are you are you um, open to doing that, or do you wait? Do you find yourself waiting maybe too long before you broach those things? I'm not a healthy communicator at all. It's so toxic. Okay, like I, that, the only way we communicate is fighting sometimes, and like that's so sad to say. But like, uh, if somebody came to me and said we need to talk, I'm going to be like. Like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what, I, my anxiety goes up, like, I'm a nervous wreck, like, I think that they're going to tell me my puppy died or something, I don't know, like, so, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, healthy communication is great, and I think that that's a great way of uh, bringing up a subject that you might not want to talk about, but, like, to talk about it doesn't always go as planned you know you don't necessarily always talk about it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what about you mosaic um, um so, you, yeah. yeah i'm you know i'm good at having tough conversations i'm pretty 
um, blunt, so I have to be careful about how I have those hot conversations. Um, Dr. Mira um, is my tourist buddy, but my my moon and my rising is Sagittarius, so <laughs> mm-hmm. my mouth can be reckless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like you know I have to be careful what I say because I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings and it won't be necessarily uh, not true what I'm saying it's my delivery like you know like well you shouldn't do that that was stupid <laughs> you know it'd be something like that but my husband is a Libra and ooh. <laughs> me, he he's very he wants everybody to get along you know he wants everybody to to always get along and so with him um if we have hard conversations uh my husband tries to avoid conflict instead of addressing like we had an issue with something that he does he's always doing something so, and i was like babe don't you know can you make sure you it was his teeth please clean up your tea leaves after he uses a lot of loose teeth i'm like please clean your tea leaves up you know you leave them on the stove for somebody else aka me to clean up and we live with my dad and so and he was like well this is why it's just better for us to live in our own house and i was like okay yeah but if we was at our own house i still ain't gonna like that don't do that i don't just clean up after yourself i do enough i have to clean up after papa clean up after you I have to do stuff for mama don't leave nothing else for me to do and I, what i don't hear you saying i said it's easy for you to say we can just have our own house but what I don't hear you saying is, baby, I'm sorry, I'll clean up after myself. And we have, like, we don't really argue. If and the only time that if I get mad, if not enough, and I start yelling, he's like, don't talk to me hard like that. I don't talk to you that way. I don't want to talk hard to you like that. And so it makes me come down because I probably be even been like, nah, nah, nah. I'll, I'll go, I'll go there. But you know, with my husband, he's he's really, really. Um, helped me with just being calm and just talking about something. It's like, you know, everything is not always an argument. <laughs> it's like, it, w- it may seem like a conversation, but it would really be arguing, but it's a whole conversation. And I, and I appreciate that. He's very gentle with me and he's patient. And I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I now, have to now, it sometimes. Now, I purposely... <laughs> I, I purposely saved uh, Ryan for last because I wanted to get his uh, male perspective. Uh, have you ever, Ryan, told one of your women, we need to talk. There's some stuff you ain't doing right. And I got addressed it. I got addressed it. Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, I've had those conversations, and it it then I got out of a relationship. Um, <laughs> oh, but it wasn't like that because I'm I'm neurodivergent, and you know the last couple years I've been kind of reinforcing that I have dyslexia. But you know when you do more research on being neurodiverse, um, there's a lot of things that come along with it. Um, a lot of different. Um, disorders which are you know technically not disorders but for me i need to have that communication because i can't read minds and um and i can't i can't read you know um signs right you know what i mean like i just don't have that ability to to be able to process it so i need to communicate and um you know and some women don't want to have that conversation 
And it's really, it's really hard when you're neurodivergent because I'm very literal. So, you know, it's really hard to have a conversation when someone is not being literal, you know? So yeah, no communication is huge for me. And, and yeah, I do, I do, um, I, I want to have a conversation. And the last conversation I had, the last relationship I had, I said, let's go to a, uh, what do you call those therapists? Let's go to a couple's counselor. And the person ended up going and getting their own therapist and <laughs> narcissist. And uh, that didn't really help. So we broke up. Okay. I, I, wow. I want to ask this starting off with Kaya first. I, I really want to start off with you, get your opinion. How do you, how do you know, like, what is the, what's the difference between this is me, take me as I am, or you really got to change. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes this is who they are and you got to kind of accept that's who they are. But then there's times where, no, you need to really change that about yourself. Like, no, that's not something that you should keep. And I'm not talking about something extreme like drug use or something like that. But I mean, like just uh, character affects and stuff like that. How do you decide where, OK, that's them. That's who they are versus, no, they really need to change that about themselves. Okay, so I'll I'll <laughs> I'll bring something up on the court about my current relationship. My boyfriend likes to collect bottles, wine <laughs> bottles, beer bottles, uh, cans, beer cans, spritzers, seltzers. It doesn't matter. Like if we go out somewhere to him, it's like, ooh, this one's different than any of the other ones I have. And we got to a point where it was just driving me bananas. Mind you, this is at his house, right? Like right. At his place. So I just finally came to a place with myself where I was like, is this a deal breaker, right? Like mm -hmm. if this man and I live together, would this be like the end? Like I cannot deal with this shit. Uh, for me, it's clutter. For me, it's the dust that gets all over them. So it's, it's messy, it's dirty. So it like pushes all these buttons in me, right? Um, with that being said, uh, him and I have had conversations about like, Hey, if we live together, what are things that are up for negotiation and what are things that are not right? Um, so for me, I just came to the place of, Hey, could we get better at just organizing and cleaning the space? That would be enough for me to be okay coming over because it would bug me. Because it wasn't just the clutter of the cans and the bottles. It was the table and other areas in his house. So I just started to notice how there was this trickle effect. But for him, it's a comfort thing. For him, it's not because it's not dirty, right? It's not like they're used beer cans that never got washed out kind of thing. Um, it's just his thing. And I think in relationships, you're going to run into situations where your partner has their thing. My last partner loved to collect rocks. And I will tell you that our backyard was full of like obsidian, all these different types of obsidian that I didn't even know existed. And um, rocks, because that was his thing. So now jumping into this relationship has just become a thing of, is this something that's up for negotiation? Is this something that I'm going to push? for to be different can we start a conversation about this or not 
I love that you said, hey, this doesn't include drugs or this or that, because those would be like things that are not up for negotiation for me in a relationship, right? Right. Um, luckily, he's been he's been game for saying, okay, how can I make my home more comfortable for you so that when you're here, you feel at home? So to me, that's the sign of someone that wants to keep me around versus somebody that goes, no, this is my stuff. What are you talking about? It bothers you, right? Um, so if, if a person isn't willing to compromise, I think uh, it's time to look for somebody else. That's just my opinion. You know, uh, I don't know about the bottle thing. I'd be like, if, if I was dating a woman who collected <laughs> bottles, I'd be like, really? Really, girl? Like, you know, like, I don't... I guess that I think you would. I don't know. Would you really get find women like that that do stuff like this? Like I don't know, but uh, I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I've ever dated a woman who has a crazy collection type thing besides like shoes and stuff. I mean that's what you expect though. But um, I I kind of low. I don't want to make assumptions. I've known Tori for a long time, but uh, I probably you probably got a couple of things that guys would probably be like. Really, Tori? Do you still do you have to do that? Have <laughs> you ever yeah. had a guy tell you, like, Tori, do we have to do that? Like, and because you're kind of you know you know the nerd culture and stuff. Does that ever yeah. affect relationships? Um, sometimes they don't get my love of gore, like mm -hmm. they have my horror movie obsession. Like they don't really understand that, or they think I'm a little morbid. Um, but. Uh, Let's see. Oh, apparently I don't listen. So that's been a common theme <laughs> in all of my relationships. I just don't listen. So, uh, you know, <laughs> there's that. Um, but other than that, there's really nothing that uh, too weird I do. I don't collect rocks. I used to collect rocks, but, mm -hmm. you know, then I grew up. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, at least you, at least you don't collect uh side boyfriends so yeah <laughs> that might be a, that hobby. might be a problem that's, hobby, yeah. that's your hobby <laughs> uh, that's funny uh, uh uh yeah that's funny uh oh sorry about that uh, this screen is tripping all right so there's a there is a tough question that sometimes comes up in relationships and so we're going to start off with the relationships and then we're going to get to other aspects because I really want to get, I want to get people's uh, opinions on something. And you can tell me if I was crazy for addressing something with somebody, but. Um, see, see, Kente, somebody just said they collect wine bottles. See? Oh, huh. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that do that or they collect the court. Oh, wow. Right, and she put flowers right. in it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess that's cool. We should put I, flowers I, in it. I visited, I visited an ex-boyfriend, and I noticed he had all these cork like cork mm -hmm. uh, from the wine bottles, and he had dates on them. And we're talking like hundreds of them. And I was like, what's up with the corks? And he said it just one day. He started with like a couple, and then eventually it just turned into he wrote the dates on every single cork bottle that either he was at at a restaurant or at home that he collected and he has them in these bases and it looks nice and pretty. Like my thing is make it organized. Yeah. I can't deal with make the, it useful. The, can't now, deal with the clutter. Make it pretty. There, now there is a conversation that's tough for men and women to address in, Money in the space of sex. relationship. Sex. If you're and not, 
if you're not happy with the sex or the frequency or the actual experience, um, a lot it's it's tough for some people to have the conversation with their mate or to um because they may love the person, but you know, they're not it's not happening for them. And um that's a tough conversation. And um so I don't know if is anybody has anybody ever had that have to have that conversation with someone? And Absolutely. was it uh uh-huh. oh yes, my ex. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say what kind of ex he was because if he go back and look at this, he may be offended. He is offended. We have okay, I go go. I almost said that, but anyway, not my current husband. Now, ooh, 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 I busted myself out. Anyway, I don't care. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so yes, um, he has some issues. And I'm not going, I, I would not be in that relationship like that again. And it's not just because of that. See, the issue is, how how are you going to have an issue there and be a cheater? See, that's where the problem is. <laughs> right. You want me to get raw with y'all tonight. Y'all want me to get raw. Because right. I'm feeling raw tonight. All right. So what mm-hmm. I'm not doing is, I'm. that's not something I'm going to be dealing with at this point in time. See, when the money is funny and the honey get funny, I, I, those two things I can't do. What the sister, what my sister said a second ago when she talked about money and SEX, that is surely a problem. Those are two biggest things in a relationship that can break down a whole house. That can rupture the house. That can take me out, and I'm out of here. Especially the money part. Now, if somebody Amen. get paralyzed and get sick or something like that, and there's something differently where they sick, I could, you know, I could work with that. But what I'm not gonna work with is the money aspect. I'm just gonna be honest with you. And I'm a loyal person. I'm a good wife. You know, I bring a lot to the table, and I know that a lot of times. Um, people on social media is like, what do you bring to the table? That's that's the main conversation that a lot of these Kevin Samuel people Lord. always talks about what you bring to a table. Well, hell, I bring a lot to the table. My husband will tell you that. He will certainly brag to the gods, to the earths, and all the moons, stars, and lucky diamonds that would hear it. Right? So, what I it's just certain things I can't tolerate in a relationship. And um, I will have no problem with expressing myself. I don't have a problem with expressing myself. Um, I think I'm a very good communicator. Now, sometimes on the terms of, I might forget something like, hey, oh, I forgot to tell you that I'm getting ready to uh, step out, you know, watch our young and so I can go ahead. Sorry, getting country. I know, y'all know that's the country in me that's coming out. But, you know, <laughs> if you could watch your kid, I'm going to go out for something. You know, go and... Um, and I don't really go out like that, but if I'm having lunch with a, with a with a girlfriend or a client or something like that, then I'll just be like, hey, honey, I need to, you know, and he'll be like, oh, no problem. But, you know, if I forget occasionally. But other than that, I'm an excellent communicator when it comes to my husband and when it comes to anybody because I'm just going to tell you how I feel when I feel. And if you don't like it, I mean, that's on you. What what am I supposed to do, you know? I, I'm I'm sensitive. I'm more sensitive to my husband's feelings, uh, of course, because you know that's the that's my twin flame. That's the love of my life, and and I want to be direct with him. If we're planning on spending the rest of our lives together, it definitely makes sense to communicate. Well, hey, I like you know I like a little wine today, or or I want this. Can you rub my feet today? Can you rub my back? How my head hurt? Can you pull? You know what I mean? Or if he needs something. Now, what sense does it make for me to be in a relationship, a loveless relationship, 
without SCX or something like that. That's not what I'm doing. I'm 49 years old. I know exactly what I want and I know how to get it. So, you know, let's just keep oh. it real. So we're, we're going to keep it real and we're going to talk about and discuss how we feel. It makes more sense. If you, you know, close mouth don't get fed, my mother always told me, and an empty wallet don't get paid, you know, but whatever, I'm done. <laughs> empty wallet don't get paid. Hilarious. But uh, I think you were starting to say something, Kaya, as well. About. Oh well, I was gonna say for me, um, the sex conversation usually comes in like the second or third date, mainly because I, I had a I grew up in a very abusive household, and um, it took me a while to get a grip of my what was pleasurable for me versus you know bad touch, right? Like right. some kids learn early on what good touch, bad touch is. Uh, I didn't have that growing up. So I tend to have a conversation with guys and straightforward and say, hey, look, I grew up in a really dysfunctional family and there was all kinds of abuse, which included sexual abuse. And there may be times where, although I've done all this inner work, there may be times where something's going to pick at a scab or pick at a wound. And I just mm -hmm. need to know, can you deal with that? Can you handle knowing that at, that there may be times where I might shut down sexually because something triggered me, but I will do my best to talk to you about it. Right. Um, so far that's, that's worked out for me. I have yet to meet someone that's like, Oh no, I don't want to deal with that. Uh, but it comes back to, um, having open and communication from the get go. Right. Don't, don't hold things back from the beginning of the relationship and then let it come out little by little as you're then dating. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ryan? Have you have you ever had to have uh, a tough conversation about sex with a, a mate? Uh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I never. I've always. I think my approach has always been. Um, my approach has always been like open. I, you know, because like you know, you know, I had a show before with Monica and stuff like that. I, I'm, I tend to be very open about sex and i want i want that conversation to be fluid um and i also want to know you know i ask a lot of questions at the beginning because i don't want to get into the bedroom and not be able to satisfy my partner so you know i ask questions and you know and you know and i talk about things afterwards right you know i'm sensitive i'm sensitive no i'm joking but um <laughs> No, I, I, Ryan, but I, Ryan is sensitive. You are sensitive. Don't act like you're not. You he are. is. No, knowing him, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong it's with okay. that. Well, no, but uh, either way, I'm, I'm more intuitive. Like, I more want to understand because, like, I was a kid growing up in a home with a single parent that made us watch Waiting to Excel and all of these uh, movies when we were kids. So I was like, I don't want to be like those guys. <laughs> so I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm trying my best not to get my car blown up. Um, <laughs> you never know. You know, because I choose a business meeting over one in one day, and it is going to blow up your spot. <laughs> yeah, but we were raised like my mom, and like I would hear the conversations at the dinner table, um, them talking about all these these men and how bad they are, and so I I kind of put it in the back of my mind that I don't want to be that guy. Um, it has hurt me in some ways, but you know, in the most yeah. part, like having, you know, having those conversations about sex shouldn't, it, it should come out, it should come out quick. It should come out soon. Like, like, 
I think Kaya or someone said, you know, the third date or so you should, you know, constantly talk, talking about your experiences with your partner, because the last thing you want is someone laying in the bed, not enjoying it. You know, I think sex is such a, an integral part of, you know, the relationship and, and communication is important for that reason. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, I, for a second, I want to take it away from uh, relationships, and this one might be really a real personal. You don't want my, my experience, huh? No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. My bad. No, actually, I want to go ahead. My bad. No. <laughs> I've had that kind of tough conversation too, and like for me in my life, I'm used to being in like long term type relationship. So when you get into a relationship with somebody new and you've been in the long, I'm talking about years with somebody who knows your entire body, it can be a difficult transition. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, communication and because, you know, teaching them what you what you like, what you don't like, what and I like you, uh, Chaya, Kaya, um, I've had some, you know, sexual abuse. So there's there's certain things you can't do to me that made me go in a straight fight or flight. So, you know, <laughs> and I have to have those conversations because they're triggering to me and I don't want to be like flip out on you. Like, and I'm like, get, get away from me, get off of me. And, you know, you don't know why this is happening. Um, so I think mean, if you have open, honest communication with your partner, um, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it can go over well, you know, it just that like, you know, some guys, they might, but like they the ultimate lover, you'd be like, dude, you want to do nothing. And be doing nothing. Um, now, okay, so uh, now this one's kind of tough. It can be tough. Has anyone ever had to have a tough conversation with their mama or their daddy? Yes. Where it, you know, oh. it was it, almost where you had to have a role reversal where almost where you was the parent, mm. you know, and like mm -hmm. that. Now, that one can be pretty difficult. Does any, um, anyone want to share? I mean, not, you don't have to share the details, but just kind of. Let, 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 me, let me break down. Okay. I got to mm -hmm. tell you all this. This is weird. Okay. First of all, my daddy thinks I'm a boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. Just I just want everybody to know my father, when he went to uh, adopt me, he wanted a little boy. And instead, he, you know, long story short, they wind up picking this little girl. So, you know, I had quite experience. My mother would want me to buy me a, a Barbie doll. She bought me a Barbie doll, but of course I had to have that Tonka truck to put the Barbie doll in, okay? So mm -hmm. that's my, my whole life, okay? Anyway, so my mother passed probably about four years ago, okay? My mother who raised me, because when y'all gonna hear me say mother raised me, y'all gonna hear mother who my bio mom so you're gonna hear two different mothers you're gonna hear two different fathers okay so just get you know i'm adopted okay anyway so my father my because my mother passed my father likes you know the ladies okay <laughs> um, first of all he discussed their personal lives with me and he has a a, a young tender that oh. my father's in his he's in his 80s y'all he has one woman that's probably his close to his age, and then he has one that's probably in her middle 50s, okay? So 
you know, someone asked him in front of me, and I don't know why it felt like asking him in front of me that. They was like, well, what you do with the, he said, I'm going to play with her. And I just looked at him, I said, oh, my God, please. And he just talks, and he just says, he, call, he calls her, he calls her, uh, what do you call chicken heads? I'm like, Daddy, we don't refer to women as chicken heads. He said, well, she my chicken head. So, yes, Aww, he does so not sweet. occur. Who says romance is dead? He said he said he ain't paying no bills, but he will get gifts. He give good gifts, but not paying bills. And they can't move in and he's not marrying. So I'm okay with that because I don't want them eating my inheritance. But (laughs) (laughs) but however, the point is my father always has these conversations with me. I could call him like, Daddy, how you doing? I'm doing he's like, I'm doing fine. I don't want to say her name because she might be listening. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We're gonna call we call her Rachel. We're gonna call her Rachel. He's like, okay. Yeah, Rachel doing fine. You know what Rachel did? I'd be like, please don't tell me. He's he'll tell me anyway. He was like, Yeah, what Rachel did, did Rachel try to touch me? And I said, No, Rachel, don't touch me there. I don't like it like that. <laughs> and I'm like, Daddy, do you understand that I am your daughter? He's like, I know, but you ain't no spring chicken. And I'm like, Daddy. I'm your daughter. I'm not your son. Can you please stop talking to me like that? It is gross. It's disgusting. And I want to vomit. Okay. My mother was no better. Who raised the mother who raised me as well as my bio mom. My bio mom has a neighbor down down underneath her, under her apartment, my bio mom. And he always trying to get in her pants. And he comes upstairs and she has to tell, act like, put me up, keep me on the phone so he don't try to get with her because she want to play because she's hungry. She always eating. So she she goes downstairs and he fixes her plate because she likes to eat a lot, you know. Long story, y'all. These folks is crazy. I just, I don't understand where I came from. (laughs) So she keeps me on the phone and she has this conversation with him. And I hear him trying to get some from her. And she's like, no, I don't like you like that. You suck. You're horrible. And you look like you got a little weeder. And it's just, understand that I don't understand why these folks feel like that we should be having this conversation. My daughter is no better. My sons are no better. Why me? I am disgusted, busted, and crusted. And and secondly, and thirdly, I must add, and this is probably really bad on my end, and I hate telling people this, but I'm actually, (laughs) part of my profession is to help people to be in tune with their sexual nature. Right. However, I do not want to talk about this with family. It is disgusting. Even my grandmother, who who has had my bio grandmother, who has had three husbands, she feels the need to talk to me about this. Well, her Christian wearing hat self. I'm oh, like, Granny, God. I don't want to have this conversation with you. She had one man downstairs in the basement, the other man running out the front door. Yeah, I girl. don't understand. Why these folks are talking to me about these kinds of things? I get that this is a part of my profession, but they are not paying me, first of all. So I don't want to discuss it. And even if they were paying me, I don't want to hear about my biological, my uh, father's sexual life. I don't want to hear about my mother's sexual life, uh, the one who raised me, oh, or God, the one no. who me. I don't want to hear about my daughters. I don't want to hear about my sons. I just gross and please leave me alone. The end. <laughs> you know what? It's something about that me too. Cool. Like, like if I'm if, if I'm like when I would like get on the bus, mm-hmm. 
like people would just come up to me and just start telling me their life story. It's like it was crazy. Like people would just tell me all these personal things about them. You it's probably like, give good advice, Kente, and it's your gift. I I wouldn't even. I'd just be sitting there, and then it'd be like, man, when I was seven years old, this happened. That happens, like, to, me yeah, that happens to me all the time too. Yeah. I'm like, Why are you because neither you one of you all leg? care. Neither mm -hmm. one of you all care, and they figure that they'll just tell you because you all will just listen and act like mm -hmm. you're listening, and they just need someone to talk to. Your face yeah. looks really non-friendly, and because yeah. your face is non-friendly, people want to discuss with you because you have a blank look on your face like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. And people will do that. So maybe if you smile, they won't come to meet you. Or maybe if you frown like I do a lot of times, which people still come, so whatever. I don't know. Maybe you should smile more and they will come less to you because you have a nice smile. So maybe if you smile, people will stop coming to you. I find that I think people are just strange. This is 2022 <laughs> and I am finding it's more crazy people. Excuse my French. And I know we shouldn't use me as a life coach and as a healer. I should not call people crazy, but I am going to say that there Some are people crazy are. people in the world. And yeah. I have to acknowledge people for their strength. Maybe they're part of their strength, as we stated before, is crazy. And I don't want to be around that unless you're going to pay me. Next, I'm done. <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know it's funny i've had a lot of relationships where women i've dated told me that they shared things with me that they never shared with any other guy like i get that a lot too so you know um you know i may i've heard i'm a good listener i have you know I, i'm good you know conversing and stuff like that but um okay so uh uh was it you mosaic or was it kaya who had something to say about the whole having that conversation with one of your parents yeah i mean i've had like conversations like even like with my um with my dad just you know there's certain things that yeah i had to just start shutting down like you know i always tell people i gained weight since i came into my dad's house that's because he fried everything. He would fry water if he could. Mm. I took the deep water away. Mm. I can't do it. Get him an air fryer. You know, and just having those um, conversations uh, surrounding that, you know, he's had, or just with, even with my mom, I've had to, you know, literally, especially when it comes to my husband, or my, you know, my relationship with me and my husband. My mom can be a bit much, and I'd be like, stay in your lane. She'd be like, who the hell is you talking to? I'm like, you? Stay in your lane. This is my husband. Don't, that, uh -uh, that ain't none of your business. And, you know, you have to learn how to have those conversations. And, you know, and the first time I said that, I ducked because, you know, I'm used to the old you still swinging on me, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have to stand your ground and, you know, keep people keep folks out your business when it comes to your love relationships because people will cross boundaries and they don't know you ain't with that person every day. Y'all you don't have to sleep with him at night. I do. Lead no stay my business. Amen. I am I had to have a talk with my parents once. My mom every time I went over there would uh talk about things that hurt her when I did when I was fifteen. Like I ran away from home. I did this. I did that. And she was like always bringing up the past. And like I was getting upset about it because like every time I went over there, it was like I'm reliving whenever I was a teenager, and that really sucks. And so like 
my ex-boyfriend was actually the one who said, hey, you know what, Miss Rush, I think maybe you should not talk about that stuff anymore with her because that's really upsetting her. And, and I tried to say it, but she wouldn't listen to me, but she listened to him. So, you know, it was, it was very awkward. Like, I just, I didn't even want to go over there anymore at some point, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, what about you, Ryan? Have you ever had to um, have conversations like that with um, with uh, father figures or mom? Or and you're on mute too. Mm, nothing that I remember. I mean, maybe I blocked it out. Um, but um, my mom was very. She was a young mom, and we watched, like I was saying earlier, like waiting to excel jungle fever and we were exposed to a lot of that stuff when we were kids so you know we never really felt compelled to have conversations about sex and i mean you know we've had like conversations at like my mom's house or my grandma's house but you know we kind of like my sisters and i we kind of keep our relationship life private because you know i don't know if anyone has any caribbean ancestry but or background so you know it um you know when you start oh. telling st when you start telling people your business then they feel like they own your business and then they get all oh, up in you, your business you, know, you misunderstood the question i wasn't saying about sex i was saying have you ever had to tell them about themselves like you know tough conversation like you know, you out of order or something that's not sitting right. Oh, okay, sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all this time, I was thinking that everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, you know," uh, but um, just like having a hard conversations with my parents and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. All the, all, all the all the time, all the time, because you know they're Trinidadian. Everybody's hard headed, <laughs> and um, you know, and everybody has an opinion about what you're doing, right? Especially right. if they do something for you. You know, oh, it's like, you know, Ryan, I bought you a new car. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, let me tell you about your house. Your house stink. Your thing is this. <laughs> what is Malcolm wearing every time he comes to my, you know, like, I always have this hard. <laughs> you know, I always have these conversations with my family. So, you know, we, my, my sisters and I, we always, we try our best to just not talk about our our stuff right. you know and so they don't get into it and we don't have those discussions because it's hard it's hard when you have caribbean parents right well you know what if mom wants to get me a tesla i'll listen to her talk trash about me <laughs> <laughs> i'll just put in earplugs and act like i'm i just start nodding my head <laughs> it's hilarious and then hop in my tesla no, you. But you. But with my family, you'll never. You'll never. You'll never. You'll never live it, um, live it down, right? It'll be. They'll be on their deathbed. You know when I bought you, uh, the Tesla. <laughs> I, I now said thank you. You're so, you're so ungrateful. I didn't put you in the wheel and all this. I have an aunt that's literally like that, but it could be something as simple. She could have gave you earrings when you were uh, five years old, and she'll be like, "You're 12. and she's like, "Well, I never see you wear those earrings." Yeah, like, what the hell? I was like, "Cause earrings are ugly," and I got put them on my ear, and that was a thousand years ago. 
I had to have a tough conversation with her as a kid. Like she would buy me Barbie dolls. I didn't, I was not a Barbie girl. I was a Cabbage Patch doll kid. And so she was like, I bought you Barbies and I'll never see you play with them. And I was like, Auntie, I really didn't want to hurt your feelings. But I don't like Barbie. <laughs> and she was like, you ain't, you wouldn't have hurt my feelings. I was like, I like Cabbage Patch dolls. And I had 26 of them. Through my time, so uh, I love Cabbage Patch Dolls. I was like, yeah, I don't really like Barbie. That's Sharice. My cousin Sharice likes Barbie. You should say Barbie was a thief. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't cheap. Barbie wasn't cheap. It was not mm-hmm. cheap back then either. So, mm-hmm. how, how many of you ladies had to uh, tell a guy that you were, you guys were going out and then you're like, dang, you're going to wear that? Oh, I'm the queen of that. Mm. <laughs> oh, I never said that. No. <laughs> I do not like a man that cannot dress. I'm sorry. I would my husband knows, like, even he like he's a quirky dresser. My husband can dress really well. But right. sometimes he'll put something, I'll be like, get on by. Look, look, look. He's like, What? What's wrong? I'm like, You're gonna wear those shoes with that? And he's like, You don't like my shoes? No, and then he's so self-conscious about it because he wants to look the best anyway. He would go back upstairs and change his shoes and come down like five different shoes and be like, "Okay, which ones?" Typical <laughs> Libra. 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 <laughs> but yeah. I can't. Yeah. If a man has on dirty shoes, no, be like, "Look at shoes." But I'm from Michigan. I need men that dress well. Do you ever uh, tell a guy like, "Wow, we're gonna wear that shirt"? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, so when, when I met the guy that I'm dating, the first couple of times we went out, he was wearing a dress shirt and a tie and like, you know, and jeans, you know, like dressy, sporty kind of thing. Right. Um, so once we started like dating, dating, cause he asked me to be his girlfriend and stuff. Then all of a sudden I noticed like dude's not dressing up anymore when we go out. And I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, <coughs> if we're gonna go out and I'm dressing up, you need to dress up too. Well, I don't, you don't need to dress up. No, 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 you don't understand. I have kids, and the only time I get to dress up is when we go out. So I need you to dress up when we go out. And and he he was cool with it. So yeah, I mean, but that's been the only thing. Other than I do have to say, he's a scout um, leader. And I didn't know that they wear that they wear kilts in mm-hmm. some of their ceremonies. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a kilt for the first time. I was like, oh Lord Jesus. I said, we cannot drive in the same car today. I cannot be with you. <laughs> I cannot. Does he have the legs for it? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh they, my wear, God. they wear the knee-high socks with them, too. Like, that is <laughs> So yeah. I call him a dork, and I'm just like, you know, that you do you. That's how you want to dress for your meeting. I just, I can't, I can't do it. So. My nephew asked me why um, my, my husband said, why does Uncle Bai have on a dress? He had on a thobe, my husband's muscle. <laughs> it's a thobe. <laughs> no, it's called a thobe. It's not a dress. Because it, it was getting ready to go pray. <laughs> I was like, why is he wearing a dress? <laughs> All right. So here, here's the scenario. Why 
Wait a Your minute, Kitay. Now you skipped over us. Now, I oh my bad. I, I, feel you, I felt like you were gonna hop in if you had something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you ever do that to your man? Oh my god. Okay. Well, first of all, let me show y'all. Can I let's? <laughs> I'm a little off today, okay? I'm not. I'm soldiering through for. <laughs> well, listen, first of all, my husband, okay, please understand that I love my husband very, very much, and I will, I, I will give him. Um, a kidney, okay, a half a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a half a kidney. A half a kidney. I give him my neighbor's kidney. <laughs> right, and I just <laughs> I love him that much. Now here here's here's the issue. Here was the issue we had this. We just had this conversation a little while ago. Now my husband. He used to wear suits. Well, to understand my husband's background, he used to wear suits all the time, professionally, leisurely, and things like that. So since he's gotten into a different field, right, um, he now wears work uniforms, you know, khaki pants, t-shirt, you know. And then on the weekend, of course, he's going to put on his graphic t-shirt and some pants and some work and some khaki pants. So he looks like he's still at work, okay? I'm like, sweetheart, I love you so much. Your eyes are so light brown, and they are so handsome. And you make me so happy, the best husband and man I could ever, woman could ever want. Can you stop wearing your damn work uniform and embarrassing the family like that? <laughs> he even have his badge in his pocket, y'all. I was like, baby, no. He ready. I'm like, no, here I'm all dressed up. Our son is dressed up. You know what I mean? I get we all going out for family. So I wind up, I try to hit to him originally around Christmas time. So I bought us those little plaid t-shirts, of course, and he's such a dingleberry. He's like, babe, I'm not worried that. What are you doing? I said, we taking a picture, and I'm taking it now. I want to take a family picture. He's like, I'm not wearing that shirt. You know, you try to make me look crazy. You got me look like a doofus. I said, put this shirt on before I get upset. You know what I mean? I talked to my husband like that. I had to. But the point is, is that we had to have a conversation. My husband makes more than enough money where he can buy him an outfit. And I've tried to buy him an outfit. And every time I buy him something, he complains and says he looks like a doofus. But I'm just trying to upgrade him and make him look good. I even bought him some skinny jeans one time. He said, baby, I'm not wearing no skinny jeans. And then I try to buy him some like some nice little slim jeans. He said, I'm not wearing those, baby. You got to be looking like a doofus. I don't know what to do, so I stopped buying them clothes. Okay, but now I just now I just said, could you go out and buy you a leisure suit or something that's going to look good and pop with my little brand new outfits? And I'm looking all fly and stuff. Y'all cute. You know, I'm looking all fly, and I got my little clothes, and I like to go shopping. My son even dressed like a little... You know, a little carton. You know, I got them all dressed. To, you know, dressed to hat to death. And this man got his work uniform on. We going to the movies, y'all. We going out to dinner. We having happy time. And he got on his work uniform. So I just want you. <laughs> Listen, 
Yeah, I've had. Yeah, you know we gonna get called in, Dr. Amir. Now, don't don't let the man live so he can go to work. No, he can go to work as many times as he want to go to work. Even when he at home, he at work. You understand what I'm saying? Because I got a honey do list for him. But that's not the point. The point is, I just would like my husband to dress up like he used to dress up. He used to dress really nice, and now he didn't conduce it. He said, "Well, I got all these jobs, and I'm a." He thinks he's Jamaican or something, you know, all due respect. Yeah. Y'all know the stereotype of a Jamaican, they have like a gazillion jobs. Tree we job. have like a lot of businesses. Yes, we do. And he does work on all and so do I, but I still manage to uh put on some nice outfits. He likes me to wear eyeshadow, okay? And I don't really don't wear makeup, but I put it on for him. Why can't uh -huh. he just like not wear the uniform? But anyway, he agreed. So he didn't he stepped it up a little bit. He put the little he stopped. He dressed his little shirts up, so it looked a little bit better. But it's this one green shirt I threw away, y'all. I threw it away. I didn't tell him. And he's like, where's my green shirt? I was like, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm hard I don't know. Where'd it go? You know, that, <laughs> the, uh, the dryer must have ate it. And I'm, a hard and I'm the worst lie in the world. So you know he knew I was lying, right? Because I started looking all around, looking stupid like a goldfish. And he's like, oh, I know you know what my shirt is. I was like, okay, I threw it away. It was ugly. He's like, why? I said, because it was ugly, it was tacky, and it was embarrassing the family. And you cannot go out like that. Embarrassing the family. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, I, I tell my son that, too. I tell you know, my six-year-old son that, too. He said, my son got to the point now where <laughs> I probably should stop for his self-esteem, okay? But I can't. I had to tell him. <laughs> I said, uh, I said we, I'm going to go to the store. He said, okay, mommy. I said, you need to go with me. You ain't doing nothing with your life, right? <laughs> so the other day, he said, come on. He said, mama, I'm going to come downstairs with you because I ain't doing nothing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know? I said, oh, my God. You know? I'm a horrible mom. <laughs> okay, y'all will mute. I'm Y'all, I done drank coffee. I told y'all, y'all shouldn't do this to me. Yeah. I done drank some coffee today. I'm in rare form, okay? Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, that's um, not alcohol, by the way. But I ain't put no alcohol in it. It's just straight coffee. I had two cups. And I'm going to have a third one because I got to clean up. How do you... Okay, so let's say you have a friend who's having a hard time getting in a relationship. Like your homegirl, your homegirl, your homeboy. And they're like, I don't understand why it never works out. But you know what it is. You no, know I, what I it is. Him. I tell them. I'm that you? friend though. I'm brutally honest with my friends. Like mm -hmm. if if they have like a really like my one friend used to suck her thumb like all mm -hmm. the time and not just like sleeping. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't do that. And she's like, ah, you got all offended. And I'm like, nobody's ever told you this before. Like you're almost 40 and you're sucking your thumb. Like that's not cool. And she was like, oh well. I can't believe you actually said that to me. And I was like, well, somebody needs to because it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the type of friend I am. Like, I would rather my friends be honest with me and tell me that I'm doing something that, like, so I am honest with them, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. W what if the situation is the person, let's say you're a guy and the person is a woman and you're concerned about her weight mm -hmm. that no one's really saying anything to her and she's getting to be in the 500s uh, she's getting there and it seems like no one's really saying anything and you're concerned about her how how would a guy 
approach that without being, you know, insensitive or something like that. And it's a, based on a real situation, by the way. I was going to say, Kinte, this sounds like some Ooh, real this shit is, you there's no, there's no, I mean, there is, of course, there, you can go in gently. It's still going to hurt the person's film. They're going to still feel bad. There's right. no real way to kind of like come in and like gently say that without somebody being like, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna do it like no, you know. There's, there's because when you when you talk about weight, it's not necessarily the problem. Is not that, uh, always like people like oh you just you need to lose weight. You need to get a bag up from that table. That's what you need to get back up from that table. Stop eating so much. No, you need to find out what's really weighing them down because it's emotional. It, it's it's so much deeper than just the eating. The eating is the uh, the comfort. <laughs> It's the right, blanket right. for the problem. That's what, and then that's the thing that you're going to have to do to, and you, yeah, being sens sensitive, but um, you got to have to be real. And, you know, can, can I weigh into, oh, I hear myself. <clears throat> sure. But yeah, no, the, I, I also think in that, I, I've been in a situation where, you know, the woman I was dating um, was, you know, she was bigger, but I just loved her. I didn't say anything because like, I just love her because you think, you know, you just accept your partner for who they are because the one thing about her now that we're not dating, she, she's in the gym. And right. 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 <laughs> she got the, the somebody motivated her. It she's, wasn't you. <laughs> you know, like she's pushing, doing her thing. And like, should have got her out. She's getting all, you know, worked up and going hiking and stuff like that. And, you know, and I, and she told me this when I did, and I said, you know, I always love you. It didn't matter if you had, you know, um, if you were overweight or you, you didn't, because that's the thing is that what we need, we need to understand is that the person has to realize it on their own and they mm -hmm. have to change. If you fully love that person, you'll stick by them no matter what oh, yeah. they look like, you know? And this, you true. can't really bring that conversation because they got to be motivated for themselves. You know what? I was like 200 pounds before I changed my diet. And my come to Jesus moment was when I tried to bend over to tie my shoes. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, and I couldn't breathe. Um, and then my friend saw me and he was working at the gym and he's like, hey, Ryan, what's going on? And I'm like, God damn. So he, 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 you know, like he made me go to the, like, he, he was like, yeah, you should sign up to the gym. And at that point, that was the point where I felt like I needed to sign up for something because like, I, it just wasn't, it was no longer conducive, but that was a decision I made for myself. Nobody told me that I was overweight except for my grandma, but you know, like, you know, oh boy, you, you tick. You get them fat. You should go on a you should go on a, a treadmill or something. No, 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 But you know, you people just have to make the decisions on their own. You can't right. motivate somebody to, you know, you could leave them, but then you know, you if you really care about them, you it's gonna hurt you to leave them. So yeah. I, 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 I want to add water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. So I want to add something to this because more like a confession, right? So like the guy I've been dating. We've been together for about five months now, going on six months. And I noticed that while we were going out and eating quite a bit, uh, but I noticed that 
I do this thing in relationships where as people are starting to get to know me and they're getting closer, mm-hmm. I will like do something to purposefully push them away unconsciously. Right. But, um, I noticed that all of a sudden I had gained like 15 pounds. I had stopped walking. I had stopped, um, doing some of the workouts that I was doing. Um, I ended up getting my back hurt somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just like one trickle thing after another. And then, it, and then it dawned on me, oh my gosh, all my past relationships, men had something to say about my body, my weight mm-hmm. and me being overweight that I was waiting for him to say something. And so I brought that up to him and I said, look, since we started dating, I've gained like 15 pounds and for him. And here's where I'm going, holy crap, like I'm in a mature relationship because it turned into a conversation of how can I support you to start walking again? What can we do together? Do you, what is it that you need from me so that you get back to doing the things that you were doing before or doing something different active? And that was like the most refreshing thing that could have happened. And then something clicked in my head and I was like, you know what? I figured it out. I do this to push people away. Me gaining weight was just me going, hey, is this person going to fully accept me whether I'm 200 pounds or I'm 100 pounds, right? Um, and when that when that was spoken out loud, it gave space for me to go, okay, let me get back to doing what I know works for me to keep my weight in check. What, uh, do you guys what? do you guys know um, that, uh, what's that, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the big pretzel place that's in all the grocery i mean all the uh malls uh, auntie annie's or something yeah that that place so i was in line at an auntie annie's right i don't know what that is but go ahead so uh it's the big pretzels the uh okay, the pretzels. The pretzels in the mall. The oh, okay. Okay. yeah okay. in the mall pretzels. Yeah. okay and um so there was a sister you know a, a larger black woman was in front of me and um and i said you'll know why i mentioned that um okay. So she's like in front of me, right? And there's a guy behind the register, and she's like, uh, "Hey, I'll give me a butter and salt pretzel." So he says, "Okay." So he hands her a plain pretzel, and then she goes, "She's really been really nice." She's like, "Oh, sweetie, I said butter and salt," and then he looks at her and goes, "You don't really need all that." <laughs> I could not believe it. I would have been like. <laughs> I I couldn't believe the dude said that, and I stepped back too. I was like, I didn't want to get caught with the shrapnel. <laughs> off on dude, and the manager came running from the back, and then he didn't even understand that he did something wrong. Like it's like not your place to say that, dude. These are right. customers, and then she ended up getting it for free and all of this stuff. And I was like, oh my god, like dude, you're crazy. Like, I mean, he literally was—he just decided. He just decided. This is disrespectful. No, no butter and salt for you. You don't need it. Yeah. Right. You know, it it's such a disrespectful conversation because you don't know why people <laughs> people gain the weight. You know right. what I mean? It's not just <coughs> right. You know, it's not just food. You know, exactly. it could be thyroid. It could be so it's so ignorant when people, you know, talk about other people's weight when right. they don't factor in. You know, there, my one of my ex girlfriends, she had schizophrenia, and she would take these pills. Jesus. That, 
Well, you, it's, you it's, just had a date pool. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> well, she had, but she, she beautiful person, and she was. I think she was on the show why a long time ago. Why you see? I don't know if you remember her, Kente. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was cool. She was cool. Yeah. So she, you know, she would take. Um, she everybody would take, loved her, but you. <laughs> like all of us, all of Stop us in the it. community, we all loved her. We thought Stop she was it. cool as hell. Stop you it. was the only one that didn't. But anyway, go ahead. Ryan, Ryan's, gonna, you know, Ryan's a little picky. Stop messing with Ryan. She would look. Look, I mean, just as a side note, she would look at him with the the most adoring. Uh, like he'll be talking, and she'll be standing right here, and she would look at him with the most adoring eyes, like just eating up everything he said. I'm like, man, I want someone to look at me like that. So, but anyway, well, she was, she, she was she dope, was cool. but it, she, was she was, great. she was cool. She's good. But we like, I just wasn't ready for a relationship at the time, but mm -hmm. you know, with her, she would take these pills that, um, you know, like anything to do with the brain, mental health, it, you, you gain weight and there's yeah. no control over that. And you're super tired and, and all this other stuff. So it's just, you know, when people make those remarks, it's very upsetting because you just don't know what um, what could be ailing them, you know, to cause that weight gain. And there are many factors. This is why people just need to educate themselves about weight, because there's many factors that cause weight gain, you know, could. Yeah, that could, wasn't old boys. Uh, he's I mean, I, that, that wasn't his job, dude. To say that, yeah, that was out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. I've had people say, <clears throat> so, I, I, I was like that. I was in a sim another situation kind of like that. Same thing, it was a sister, it was on a Sunday. And, um, do you know uh, Marie Callender's? Marie <laughs> Callender's, they, they have the they have they used to Those have nasty the... TV dinners. <laughs> well, no, they no, there's a restaurant. <laughs> Oh, I, hear, there's a, I don't know about the restaurant. You're from, you're from Cali, so you know about the restaurants. The restaurants were good. Um, and they would have these pies that um, February and then October, I think it was, they would go on sale. And um, they were always like sell out, right? Those pies were bomb, right? And um, it's not like the stuff they sell in the store. It's really good. So, um, so what would happen is when it's time for those pies... Um, you would if you bring in a, a pie tin, they give you some money back, right? You you bring the pie tin, so it's like a long line to get these pies. So I'm standing behind a larger sister, and she had like a, a gang of pie tins. So this uh this like real fit white woman, she comes in, and she's all like, she just starts talking to the black lady in front of me, and she goes, she goes, oh, what's going on here? Why are so many people in line? So she's all nice, you know, she had her, you could tell she just probably came from church, right? And she's all being nice with a nice smile. She's all like, oh, um, they have these pies and um, they're on sale this month. And she's like, oh, okay. So what? why does everybody in the line have these pie tins? And she's like, oh, they give you some money back, you know, uh, if you bring, if you recycle it. And then she looked at all of her pie tins and she says, you must eat a lot of pie. <laughs> And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was I like, the hell out of I was you know what? <laughs> By the time that woman was done, that girl ran out of there. I was like, how do you just go? Like, it was, she was being nice to you. And then you just snap like, like you just, 
Yeah, I have a real problem. So, and I, as a big girl, I myself, I have a problem with sometimes when big people just be doing the most mm-hmm. when it comes to food. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it's just like they, you, they act like every, they get excited about food like they've never eaten in their entire life. And that drives me nuts. But I, if like if somebody says something out to me, I I got comebacks for days. Like, and <laughs> I you know I've and I didn't have people out and try to comfort me, and I've said some really mean things back, and then and then they were ready to fight me. I'm like, but yeah, yeah try me. I, yeah, yeah, I, I know just, I'm fat. I, I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why would you just be mean, rude like that? Like, you know, but you know, and then act like the victim. When right. she like snapped it, then all of a sudden she's the victim, and she like scurries out. Like oh, I can't believe you're talking to me like that. You know. Yeah. So, I hate but, people that do stuff. Yeah, it's like I'm like really. Yeah. But I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've but seen. I think I think that with friendships, like going back to the friendship thing, I think it's mm-hmm. necessary for you to kind of be. I think you should be nice to your friend and tell them in the best way possible. Because back in the day, I think I probably was a little blunt and mean. I think right. uh, that along the way, my Taurus kicks in because I'm a Taurus moon, sun, and star, and all those things, right? And ascending. I'm a triple Taurus. Ooh. So I kind of will say it, and just it, my delivery will probably not be in the best manner. So I had one friend who's a Gemini. Well, we still friends to this day. And she's like, you know, that's so cruel. And I was like, okay, sorry. I I meant what I said, but may, I would say it differently. So she dresses. Well, let me make sure. Let me see. Is this shown on my page before I start getting wrong? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, she dresses like a church lady, okay? And I didn't say nothing to her. I handed, I alluded to her. I said, well, maybe if you dress a little differently, you know, a man would come along. And finally, it take, she had to pay somebody $1,000 just for somebody to tell her that she dresses like a grandma. And she's like, well, and she's like, well, she's younger than me, by the way. And she's like, well, you know, hey, well, everybody says that I dress like a grandmother. And I, I noticed that I do dress older than you are. And you're older than I am by some by 10 years. And I'm like, well, yeah, you do dress like someone's grandma just a little bit. But if you just change it up, maybe a sexy grandma. Maybe if you get to a sexy grandma, maybe you will get, <laughs> get some play or something. But I noticed. Yeah, I think I I have been blunt along the lines, and probably my with people I've dated in my past, or I was in a relationship with, I probably was really cruel, um, and um, I really worked on that because I don't want to be mean and I don't want to be nasty toward people and I don't want to hurt people's feelings unless they come, you know, unless they be mm-hmm. disrespectful to me or I find that they are bullying others. So then I probably will let loose, but I'm really. I really worked on that. So I tried to be considerate of people's feelings and energies. And I try my best not to really go there. But in terms of calling people fat and stuff like that, I mean, people know they fat. I mean, why do I need to tell them that they fat? You know, that's not yeah. nice. Look, that's males, males, we we don't, when we talk to each other, like that's the great thing about is we don't have to filter it. You know, like I told one of my friends, He's uh he's way older than me, and he likes young girls, right? 
and uh, he likes him. He likes him in their in twenties. Both right? men. And I said, I said, bro, the reason why you're striking out is young women don't like old and broke. <laughs> you better, <laughs> oh, oh, you you that old dude at the at the club with them keys? They got like a thousand keys on the key ring, and he got a van. Uh-uh. He's like, look, girl, you got a flip phone. Come on now, here, shake them keys. Where my keys? And he like, shake, shake, shake them keys. He like, yeah, girl, watch out now. I got you some for you in the car. I got you a nice little cooler. Come at on, girl, watch out now. We got a cooler in the car. You know, the woman want the club, want the club drink. They don't want your cooler in the van. That you get. <laughs> that, 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 that six door van, the van with the bed in the back. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He that cool. Yeah, you want some candy? Want some yeah, candy. hilarious. Anna, you are not lying, Anna. That's exactly what they'd be like. You want some candy, girl? I got a puppy dog for you in the back. My first driving client is 46 and he likes some young girls. But you know, he's got money. He's a rich guy. And so when he's out with these women, he wants them to do what he wants them to do. And I'm like, and he doesn't come across it. Right? He's like, I don't understand why she's upset because you're being an asshole, Kevin. You're so I'll just go ahead and tell him and then, you know, and I try to get him back on track and that he's kind of slowed down on the young girls because he's finally like that was um not kind of working for him for real. I'm like, you need thirties, like you need some and then he drinks a lot too. So I'm like oh, wow. you have to, to get that together, like mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. I'm saying my father embarrasses me. We were at the hospital, and he's sitting up here hooked up to these machines, um, and he's trying to talk to the nurse, and I'm just sitting up there, and she's like, he's like, hey, chocolate pudding pop, Uh -uh. what you doing there, girl? I said, daddy, you have no game, daddy, please. And she smiled. I looked at her like, you fell for that? But I didn't (laughs) hate on him. I didn't even hate him. But I, I was like, did you know you and your... He said, shut up now. Because <laughs> I was going <laughs> But I'm telling you, them, them, some of them old men be cracking me up. They be having them They be having them rhymes from the 80s, from the 70s, 60s, mm-hmm. and 50s. Like, watch out now, girl. You know, I You, you better than mashed potatoes and gravy. Right. Yeah, I drink yeah. your bath water. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, I've had somebody say that. Like, you be dirty now. You the reason why the depression ended. Right. You know what? Are you tired? Because you've been running through my mind. Oh, oh my no. no. If this club is the meat market, you'd be the prime rib. <laughs> if there was, if there, where if there must be, a, I hope must, you, I hope you didn't use any of them lines on Renee. <laughs> yes, oh, man, I use it all the time, and it works every time. My <laughs> husband, my husband yeah, told man. me this. He an old man in a a young a young man little body. Okay, you know what he said to me this morning. He said, he said, you know what, baby. I looked at you this morning and I said that must be an a angel missing in heaven. I looked at him. I said, <laughs> <laughs> he always yeah. said corny stuff like that every day. I just be like, I was like, I don't know how we ended up together. Because he, he always said, when I first got with him, he said, you want to be my revolutionary queen? I said, what would I get with you when you said old crappy stuff like that, boy? 
I'm telling you, my husband act like one of them old men with the keys. I said, I have to check your key. He do have a whole bunch of key keys on his ring. Nobody. Uh, right. He met my husband 10 years younger, so he, he's my height mine's man. Is, mine's eight years younger, and he so, still thinks he's an old man in a little man body. My yeah. husband, like, if I dress up or something, here, and he and he speaks his language, and he's like, ah, oh, jungama, ah, oh, summer I'm like, he just gets you all hyped up. But he does, that's what he does for a living, too. So sometimes I'll be like, shut up. Like, so he's a griot, so that when he's taking his videos and the women they be having their dresses on, and he he hype them all up and they be dancing and stuff. It'd be so funny. <laughs> okay, so one one quick thing before we say goodbye, um, I know we have some parents here, so um, I know all you guys, I know all of you parents, kids are perfect angels who never do anything wrong. This joker probably still up listening, but. but go ahead. But let's just say in this alternate universe where mm -hmm. they don't do everything they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. how is it having those tough conversations? I mean, obviously, if you come in, if you come in too late or something or something like that, then that's something you address. But I mean, you may spot things where you feel like they should get it together, you know, or maybe they're messing up. Like, how do you have those conversations as a parent? Do you? Do you come at it like real, like, you know, gentle and like, okay, little Bobby, you know, you're getting D's and F's, you know, we got to get him up, you know, get it. Or, or do you be like, the hell, you, you know, <laughs> well, here. I'm kind of blunt. Go ahead. I'm, just, I'm blunt about it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, uh. I'll make fun of them sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, like just, it's not like. I'm being mean, but like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just taunting them a little bit so they understand that, you know, mm -hmm. get your shit together. You know? Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, they'd be like, this report card's worse than when my when I was your age. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so what about you, Kaya? Do you have you ever had to I, in this, well, in this other say, world? Like <laughs> right in the alternate universe where they actually behave and listen. <laughs> what it is here um so i have to say like i have three kids right now mm -hmm. one's out of the house she's living in los angeles she's 21 and she's very much living the 21 year old life in la right mm -hmm. <laughs> um so with her lately i've just kind of taken a back seat and just accepted that she's no longer under my roof and it's not my business unless she wants to right. have a conversation about it right mm -hmm. unless it's like do or die like mm -hmm. uh kente i we spoke earlier about me coming on and i said to you hey heads up i'm looking for a place to move my kid out of the hood because she got held at gunpoint oh we wow have to have a conversation about that, that. Mm -hmm. right like and this mm -hmm. was a couple of months ago and she mm -hmm. was like i'm okay i'm fine she didn't call me the night that it happened She's staying at my mom's house, right? So she's living at grandma's. That gives me a little bit of peace. My mom didn't call me. Nobody called to inform me that this had happened. Mm -hmm. So about yeah. three days later, I find out that this went down. I lost my shit. Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't too. I, instead oh, instead mm -hmm. of calling and cursing my kid out, though, I was like, if that happened to me, why wouldn't I call my mom? And a couple of things went through my mind. I'd be mm -hmm. scared about what my mom was going to say. Mm -hmm. I was probably doing something I shouldn't have been doing, and I don't want to tell my mama about it, right? Um, so a lot of scenarios went through my mind before I spoke to her. 
And uh, when we did finally have the conversation and all of it came out in the light, we just talked about safety and making smarter choices because she's 21. What else am I going to do other than treat her at the age that she's at? She wants to be an adult. It's time to treat her like an adult, right? Now, the two younger ones that are in my household uh, right now uh, are, are 13 and 14. I have some heart-to-heart -heart conversations with these kids very, very, very often. I'm not the type of parent that like is constantly going, what are you watching? Who are you talking to? I do take their phones every now and then or computers, tablets, and just randomly check who are you talking to. I know their passwords, that type of stuff. Um, but community, at, at the end of the day, I think the running theme of everything we've talked about is what is your communication like with the people that you're supposedly having these tough conversations with? I think that's what it boils down to. So we, we have open communication. With that being said, I have my mama moments where I'm like, okay, this is TMI moment for me. You do not need to talk to me with slang. You do not need to talk to me cursing. You do not need to talk to mama this way show some respect. And then we talk about what is respectful and what is not. Because sometimes they'll think we're besties and I try to be their friend, but there's that line of parent and child. And I got to remind them, I'm here to be your parent until the day you leave this house. My job is to make sure that you're the best human being possible once you're out of my care. That I know with my mm -hmm. eyes closed that you're going to be okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll end with that. You do, you do look like her sister. No, I mean, if you ever see the picture them together, I mean, it looks. I thought it was her sister. I was like, I was girl like, oh, told me sister. she wanted a stripper at her twenty first birthday, and I said, all right. So you know, we ended up at at a group birthday type of situation, and I was like, okay, did that satisfy your need for wanting to have a stripper at your birthday? She's like, okay, yes. Because we were both present at this like group birthday situation mm -hmm. that we had happen. Um, so once again, communication, right? And what's mm -hmm. appropriate age level wise? Um, would I do it? Would I do it again? No, it was uncomfortable for me. Um, I had never been to a strip show. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't need to see women stripping. <laughs> oh, was a woman? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was women. She wanted to go to. See I don't want to see them either. That. <laughs> I don't want to see the men or the women. Let's just yeah, especially the men. Like, mm. But uh, but at the end of the day, it like it checked the box off for her, right? Like she wanted to experience that, and for some right. weird reason, she wanted to do it together. And I was like, all right, I'm game. I'm willing to try it once. Let's go. Um, maybe that maybe that's what maybe that's what's wrong with me and my mom's relationship. We never went to a strip show together. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go to a strip show. Oh, no. oh, my figured it out. <laughs> uh, but, but you, Let me call her uh, after the show. Oh my god. No. No. Uh so no don't do anyway. So I I find myself. Okay, so I'm I'm in between households. And I'm not really in between households, but let me break it down for you what I mean by that. So I have a 32-year-old. I have the other two jokers in their late 20s, okay? So that's what I got going on. Then I got a six-year-old. So who act like the grownest out of all of them is that six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Right. So, I mean, he's more mature. than He's not a clean-up better than all of them, okay? 
Um, and I, I legitimately find myself having to tell him because he's been with us probably about mm, a year and some change. So he still thinks he is my daddy. I don't know what where that came from. He came in thinking he was my daddy, right? So I still have to kind of work that out. So in the beginning, it was like, Nathaniel, can you can you please do such and such for mommy? You know, because you're going through that uh, probationary period, right? Then once the papers were in, you know, once the judge was like, sign on the dotted line, I was like, boy, if you don't get it here, go do what I said to <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, you're yelling at me for because you're not listening to me. You didn't hurt me the first time. That's what took me so long to get on here, by the way. So, because I had to get him ready for bed and he was just doing that whole, I'm going to play, la, 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 look what I can do, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but so, right out there, yeah, like boy, you know, you don't already drink something, you know. We don't have time. We waking you up to go take you to the bathroom, but honestly, I do, I do find that um, it, I have to mix it up, you know. Um, some days, you know, I might get a little firm with my tone, and the other days, I'm like, hey, uh, can you go and do this? And he's like, oh yes, mommy, I'll go do this. You know what I mean? Um, so he'll do stuff like that. So he he's a good kid, but he's just we still working on the boundaries. We're still working on certain things. And you know, we didn't get past the little line, you know. So now we're working on the boundaries. So every every so so many months we, we find a new thing, a new trigger for him that we have to work through. You know what I mean? But he's a good kid. Um, but <laughs> And then I have grandchildren, by the way. I have five grandchildren. I have a 14-year-old grandchild, which is which is brutally honest because he's artistic. So and he's so smart artistic. I don't know what function level where they call that, but he reads like a goat. Okay. He reads like better than I do, right? Um, however, <clears throat> he will really express himself in a way that I, I, I don't know. I can't do anything but shake my head and laugh. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to, as a grandparent, be like, boy, that's not nice to say. But I don't know. I remember one time we went over to someone's house, and he was like, you know what? He's like, hi, nice to meet you. You need to clean your house up. It's really nasty in here. You are <laughs> filthy. <laughs> I can't. Can, Grandma, can we go? Granny, I'm ready to go now. This is not, this is, this is unacceptable. <laughs> oh, wow. So I just laughed. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Is I'm grandma. Yeah. I'm not mama. I just kind of laughed and said, "Well, <laughs> he's not lying." But anyway, have a nice day. And we left, you know. But again, I'm granny. You know what I mean? So it's a little differently. And I got I got grandchildren all the way from fourteen all the way to four, five, three, and two. I mean, what was it? Four, five, three, two, and one. Yeah, so that's kind of where my energy is. So it's it's something to deal with the children, especially children nowadays. We're dealing with a whole nother can of apple seed cider of children. And they are very unique within their own realm. And so I find myself having conversations with my children um, as well as, you know, because, I, again, I'm, I'm, I come from old school raising of children where they don't ask questions and now my son asked me all kind of questions and now i'm kind of like well but this why? is the reason why yes 
And I, I'm explaining. I'm explaining. I back in the day, but because I said so. That's why you say my other children. Now it's like I said so. Yeah, that's what I used now, to do. Now it's like oh, because if you touch that, you will burn yourself. You know, if you don't, if you do this, then this will happen to you. You know, be like oh, that would happen to me. So he'll reiterate to himself. So I, I'm on a different. I don't know help. I mean, what am I supposed to say? I mean, help, y'all, help me. Um, help, help. Help, 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 help. Okay. Um, I think, and then they want me to watch their children sometimes. I can't watch him and watch their other bad children. I'm just going to tell you. And I know we're not supposed to say the children are bad, but my grandchildren are bad. Okay. <laughs> the four year old got a mouth. <laughs> but the other two, the other three, the other four, I think I'm under siege. And I give an example. I went to a water park with them because of they, the youngest one birthday. And I walked over there with the water, you know, with the little water park. And I'm like, hey, y'all, okay, guys, you having a great time. You Is everybody having a good time? He was like, yeah. I turned my back. You know, they wet me up with the water. <laughs> they told me up with all that water. And I Set had you my up. cute clothes on. I mean, y'all had my cute clothes on, okay? So I just, <laughs> and my son helped him, okay? My baby. This is my baby. This is the golden child. And he wet me up as well. Hey, Aaron. So What's up, Aaron? The point I'm trying to say is this is a whole nother situation, y'all. I, I don't know. What, what am I supposed to do, y'all? These are these children or a nuisance. <laughs> You know what's funny about you know what's funny about kids is what? I've seen it I've seen it where there'd be a room of, full of adults and there's some tension, right. right? People are upset, and then somebody will come by with a kid under a year old, mm -hmm. and and that kid will just totally change. Yeah, they do everything. Everybody's do. all of a sudden the people that were mad are doing the goo goo gaga, you know, face and everything, mm -hmm. and everybody is just so happy to see this child, and then unfortunately sometimes. You give that kid another year, and they're two. <laughs> and everybody and ain't doing that and, no more. <laughs> and then the kid, the kid comes, and you're like, "Oh God, this kid." You know, like <laughs> it's funny how it changes. Like in a year, it could potentially change in a year. Where yeah, working you know, with kids is uh, a trip. You know, well, as I work with eighteen to twenty-four year olds, that they're a trip. But I love it when they bring their babies. That's my favorite time. But yeah, my uh, nieces and nephews. Like, mm -hmm. they know when they were Auntie Keisha, it's not, um, you know, I'm I'm fun, but I, I, I'm also stern. Like, I, I and Me then too. I tell people when they come to my house with their children, uh, like, I got a friend, her, she lets her kids do anything. I'm like, no, you can't touch that. That's right. not, you know. And she's like, well, you can't have kids get you. And they got stuff. You got stuff. You have stuff. I don't like what this is my house. Wait a minute. It's stuff in life they can't touch. And they going exactly. to touch it in my house. I don't get what they, what they do with yours, but over right. here. No, I don't, I don't invite people over to my house. <laughs> oh, consequences. My nephew know, hey, if you jump on my couch, Paw Patrol is going off. Right. And it's not is going out the window. It's off. And it's not no, you better sit down. Didn't I tell you? Uh, oh, you jumping on the couch? <laughs> and then, I don't care. You can cry till your heart fall out. I don't care. I'm not, I, I just don't, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Um. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I don't. You know what, though? I don't like, I don't, like, babies that are right out the oven. Mm -hmm. I, um, right out the oven. Uh -uh. Like, I don't, I don't really like the, the whole babies that are, like, infants, like, like, born. I mean, unless it was mine. 
but I, I, I'd they be like, I'll let everybody they... else do it. They too, they too delicate. I like no. them when you, I like them when they get a little oh. bit, a little bit, you know, more out the cooker, you know. That's my favorite so. time because they sleep and they eat and then they go to sleep and you, you know. Oh, they howl. It'd be my love. They'll be howling. Oh, I'd be like, it'd be funny to be like, you want to hold the baby? I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. In my husband's culture, we don't let babies holler. So mm-hmm. that's when they all they will pick a baby up and they will put that baby on their back. You no, know, they don't let babies cry. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've kind of adopted that. I'm like, because if they're crying, they need some comfort, exactly, uh, yep. or or some uh, food. Like my, <laughs> like my, you guys probably seen my my little nephew who's uh, ten months, and um, like he's like the perfect age. I can throw him around and you know wrestle with him and stuff like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. I win. I win all the time too. By the way, but uh, <laughs> of course, you went to that little Joker girl to start beating you. But I, I, tell I know, you. right? Uh, yeah, when I get old, and he's like, ah, yeah, now who's in that? Kick you in the knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my son hates to lose, so he's like, you cheating? How about cheating? I just oh, yeah. play the game better. I don't let like kids win. My nephew. So I don't either. I don't. I don't understand <laughs> the big deal. They bragging about his little six little teeth. I was like, I got more than that. Right, right. <laughs> big deal. Big deal. I do that to kids too. I'm yeah. like, oh, really? Like, oh, right. uh, you can stand up on your own. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I can do that. Winner. I'm a horrible winner. I tell I can my do son. That. Can you can you moonwalk though? Oh no, right. I <laughs> step his game. Step your game up. You lost. Loser, loser, loser. And he'll be like, yeah, that's loser, yeah, that's you. I say, loser, loser, loser. And then I, I called my nephew on. last week. I was like, <laughs> we had his, um, his PlayStation 4. And he, he was like, you want to play? I said, yeah. So let's play Mortal Kombat. I'm about to beat you down. He was like, you're so funny, Auntie Keisha. Oh, I am? No mercy. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> Get over here. He did not want to play with me no more. I was like, he's like, Dad, she keeps winning. He was like, you shouldn't have played with her. Like, I'm like, I used to kick his butt. Like, what are you talking about? I'm 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 different with girls than little girls and boys. Like, I know I I know it's it's caveman thinking, but if the boy scrapes his knee, I'm like, get up, come on. (laughs) My little niece. If my little niece. Like if one of my little nieces got like a, a paper cut, I'm like, get the get the uh, the first aid kit, oh, get a gurney. <laughs> I'm like, the look, my nephew's like their leg is hanging off, and it's like, ah, come on, you still got to show something. Like, are you okay? My hurt? little niece, though, something happened. My niece is like, oh my god, no, we got to something that has to happen. You know, call the doctor. My, my twelve. My 12-year-old yesterday ended up with, like, two tiny little splinters walking around barefoot for whatever reason. So I take the first one out, and about 30 minutes later, she's like, I have another splinter. And she's like, Mom, what do people do when they get older and they get splinters? And I'm like, they deal with it the damn fails. Right now, you're getting babied. So enjoy it. No, I, I, my I husband my kids, get mine's out. <laughs> I don't know about that part. I am crying like a baby. Like, ah, I be like, I, 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 I hate splint. I hate splinters because it's it, just a it's, dull, it's, it's so dull, hard to get out. It's a dumb concept. Like, it, why yeah. is there a splinter here? That's like why the dumbest it hurt concept. So much? And then it and ends up going in. T- it go- ends up going too far in, and you're like, exactly. oh man, it's just dumb. Like, why? 
I mean, but I'm just saying, uh, ditching see, our I, own I'm, gender I'm biases. Prone, so I mean, I done tripped. I done broke three toes a couple years ago. I done burnt myself. I mean, I tripped. Uh, I bumped. I hit my head on the washing machine. I'm always having these types of accidents, but that's another conversation. But I found you out. I found out in being adopted that like everybody, all the women in my family uh, have accidents. My grandmother fell down the steps and 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 had her black eyes on her. She had two oh. black eyes. My bio mom, she she uh, she got out the tub and busted her ribs like recently. Like we're always having oh. these kinds of accidents, so I think that's kind of normal. But the point is, I'm trying to say, is splinters are dumb. Like I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are a little dumb. I, I, look, I, I I agree, I agree with Cher. She says ditching our gender biases is essential these days, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to baby my nieces more than I do my nephews. I'm sorry and. That's just what it is. So, you know, you just don't want to, Kente. You have to address. <laughs> I'm, I'm me. I'm like I can't help it. All right. I, I feel like they need to get up. Man, when I, I mean, was your age, you can be like, oh, you can still console them a little bit. I was like, when I was your age, I had my arm blown off like Robo. Yeah. You know <laughs> I just sewed it back on myself. <laughs> and you probably your mama probably gave you some cussing. My son will get hurt, and I'll be like, "Is there any blood?" No, then you're good. Yeah. I had a cousin; she would fall, and she like she fell one time, and she hurt herself. She's like, seeing blood," and was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "Like, shut up!" Yeah. Like, you weren't even crying until you seen blood. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just how it is, you know. And uh, the the boys are fine; they're all living. <laughs> you know, they're all <laughs> <She> survived. <laughs> I, I like if a boy, if it, you fall and hit your head, because I had a bunch of nephews. So, like, my, on the side of my stairs, you could climb up the railing, like on the side, it's like a little bit of an edge of the stair. And I'm like, you're going to fall if you do that. So, one day he did fall and he hit his head on the side of the couch. And I was like, oh, like, oh, are you okay? And he was like, I'm okay. You told me I would hit my head. <laughs> And it took everything in me not to laugh. And I was like, I did tell you that. Please don't do that again. Hospital, we ain't going. Yeah. Yeah, if they bust their head open, then of course I will, you know, I'll get the first aid kit or take them to the hospital or something. But but like something like they just fall off their bike. I'm like, come get up. Get up. You know, quit your I, blood clot. Quit your blood clot crying. That. Boys and girls, we gotta we gotta make our kids a little tougher. Um, I did one year of of uh, working with um, out here. They call them IEP students. Uh, mm -hmm. These are kids that like have fallen behind. They have some type of ed plan. IEPs are national. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. And um, it was on my bucket list to teach in the inner city of Los Angeles, and so I actually got to do that a couple years ago and. What I noticed is that the kids that were like in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, compared to my fourth and fifth graders were, I'm going to say it this way, they were such babies, right? Like they were so used to the, everybody wins, everybody gets rewarded, you're, you're great, you're good. Even though they had all these behavioral issues and learning things that were going on. For me, right off the bat, just like with my, my son and daughter, they're a year apart. I just 
I just decided I'm going to raise them equally treating them the same, regardless of whether they're a boy or a girl. Um, but what I do have to say is children watch us more than they listen to us. And it really is what we're modeling for them. So if they, if they, like you said, uh, I think it was Ryan who's saying he grew up with a single mom. It's what you, it's what you see your parent do that makes the biggest imprint in you. It goes back to um, somebody earlier said the word shrapnel. I think it was you, Kente. Um, we have all these wounds and shit as adults because of how we grew up and we have all these triggers. And the reason these conversations end up being so tough is because we have shrapnel stuck in us and very wow. few people are willing to do the work, let alone do it together in a relationship. And if anything, anything, I say, if we start to model for our children how we want them to communicate with other people because they will watch us how we communicate they will watch what we're what we're doing that that's the biggest piece that we can leave our children versus trying to shove ideals down their throats that we ourselves aren't following so i say treat them equal if any and and i go back to this my child does this to me did this to me today she goes mom i need an eyelash curler she's 12 she's all of a sudden she's like can i wear mascara I'm like, sweetheart, you're beautiful the way you are. You don't need makeup, right? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay. And she goes, uh, can I get an eyelash curler? And she shows me a TikTok video of a gentleman who identifies as a female who does makeup. And at first, I'm like nodding my head the minute I see the kid. And not because of the way the kid is presenting himself, but because of his language. And I told my kid right away, because she goes, mom, are you just, are you, are you homophobic? do you have gender issues and i go sweetheart that is not why i'm nodding my head i am nodding my head because of the language this person is using not because of the way this person looks and not because of the way this person wants to be addressed so our behavior what we're modeling i think is the key thing when it comes to what what we want our kids to to adopt from us all right i'll end there no that was good and um and just real quick, last question, uh, Kaya. Do you ever sit the kids down and use the whiteboard to uh, instruct them? I did a whole uh, post, uh, I think it was last year or two years ago, how I'm obsessed with dry erase boards and uh, dry erase markers. Like, mm. it, it's, there's one in the kitchen, there's one in my bedroom, there's one in the kids' oh, bedroom. No. Like, yeah, I'm obsessed with them. I, the I kids will them. never know not what they need to do. <laughs> not know what to clean this room. They'll tell me. They'll tell me, write it on the board, Mom. If I just say it to them, they're like, write it on the board. So this year, I've started telling them, I want you to write it. Or send me a text summarizing what you think I told you you're supposed to be doing. Leveling yeah. up. Level up. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you want to have that tough conversation with your mate about sex, get you a whiteboard. Do an do an outline of your body and be like, here's good. There's good. That, yeah. No good. <laughs> no good. That's the in danger the indoor, zone. We don't want to go. Do there. not go in the outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I want to thank you guys. This was a great panel. Uh, I guess we lost Dr. Amira. Um, and um, you can. I'll just quickly, if uh, she doesn't come back before we say goodbye. Uh, wait, where's 
where is my thing at? Give me one second, one second, one second. Um, <coughs> excuse me. No, I'm not smoking weed. Um, <laughs> Dr. Amira is on Instagram at uh, Dr. Ask Coach. Uh, A-S-K Coach. Not Ask Coach, but Ask Coach. Uh, and um, so we will start off with Tori. How can we get you in social media and what should we be on the lookout for, Tori? You can catch me uh, every Friday night for my show called The Infectious Geek. You can get it on my Facebook. I stream live every Friday night at 9 p.m. This week, we're going to be interviewing a director and an author. His name is Joshua Brucker, and he seems to be really interesting. So stay tuned for that. Every Wednesday, I join Kinte and another couple of our friends as we inter, uh, we watch pilots, pilots of TV shows, and uh, then we review them. And this week is Battlestar Galactica. So no, it's I'm next week. It's next week. Oh, we're next we're week. off this week. Yeah. Oh, we're still off. I'm having this week? a yeah because I have a family thing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then next yeah. week. Well, that's exciting too. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then every Thursday night at 8.30, I join Jen and we talk about a movie and we pair it with food. It's called the movie Potluck. All right. Ooh. I love it. I love it. And um, let me ask one question, Tori. Did you ever wear a um, Bumblebee outfit for Halloween? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> All, right. All right. Kaya, how can we get you on social media? Uh, you can find me online by going to Kaya Lopez Live on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and, and can we say Kaya is one of the most busiest ladies. This is a pleasure to have her on as well. And this lady's always got her. She got her fingers in so many pies, man. And um, thank you so much for joining us. It was always great to get you. I, I, uh, Think you're a pretty cool person so uh and then let's go to ryan how can we get you ryan in social media and you're on mute and what should we be on the lookout for yeah just uh check me out at sabian academy or no dr sabi academy on tiktok and calibrated dyslexia on tiktok all right okay and uh mosaic how can we get you you can find me on Instagram um, in Clubhouse at Mosaic Star um, on Twitter at Mosaic. Um, that's where you can find me. All right, and you, can, <laughs> and you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is the indyradio.com. That's the indyradio.com. Uh, we're having issues with our link to um, iTunes, and I'm trying to fix that out. It was the the catcher we were using is, I don't know, something going on with it. So I'm switching to another one. So it might be down for a little bit, but you still can get us on the website and you can get us on SoundCloud and on a bunch of other places. And of course, YouTube and Facebook, but that's going on. Uh, we won't, I won't be on this week for, uh, for pilot season, but we'll be back as Tori said, uh, the following week and we're going to be doing Battlestar Galactica, the pilot and talk about that. And uh, we're actually going to be off uh, next week on for Mars Venus, so um, so so we'll be back the following week. But it, it'll be this is episode ninety eight one ninety eight, so we're getting close to our two hundredth episode. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So uh, with that said, you guys have a great rest of your week, 
and God bless you. Oh, hey, it's the husband. It's my husband. Yeah. 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 His, his, his ears was probably ringing, you know. When we, we he's, he come downstairs, he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, okay. yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week, and God bless.